Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host. And today's quote is by Eric Thomas. If you're not where you want to be, do not quit. Instead, reinvent yourself and change your habits. Today, I am so excited to bring to you an icon in the meeting industry, an amazing professional, and I have to say, an an incredible person. We have so much fun when we're chatting. I always learn something from her. It is Dawn Penfold. Don Penfold, a former meeting professional, started meeting jobs in 1990 to fill a need for a professional recruitment company serving the meeting industry. As founder and president of Meeting Jobs, LLC, she has aided thousands of candidates and hiring officials connect successfully, economically, and efficiently full-time or temporary positions. She was recently named one of the top 25 influencers of 2020 by North Star Meetings Group. Dawn has served as president and executive board member of the Greater New York Chapter of MPI, Meeting Professionals International, and is a past board member for the New York Chapter of PCMA, which is Professional Convention Management Association. She has published articles on the meetings industry for Meeting News, Meetings and Conventions Magazine, Successful Meetings, and Meetings Manager, offering sound and brutally honest advice in career management and job opportunities in the meetings industry. She also has a very exciting new reinvention to discuss with us today. I am really excited to invite her on. Dawn, how are you today? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. This is, you know, I love the fact that the theme of this is reinvention. That to me just sends shivers down my spine. Oh, that's amazing. I'm so glad. You know, I I kind of throw the theme at my guests at the last minute. I'm so glad this one resonates with you. I thought of it immediately. You know, before I dive into some of my questions, is there anything, and there's such, you have such an amazing bio. Is there anything that I missed in your, in your background or how you got to? Well, you know, I want to share reinvention. I mean, and I think almost everybody has reinvented themselves so many times, or if they haven't, they should. I mean, when I think back of, you know, my very first job was just awful. It was, um, I was, you know, I was a, a dishwasher at a restaurant and, you know, my parents had this, this mentality that you had to work. You just, they were the, they were the, you know, the greatest generation, the hardworking generation. And so, you know, I started 14, 15 as a dishwasher, and then I was a nurse's aide, and then I was a meat wrapper in a grocery store, but it was constantly reinvention. And then when I got into a professional world, I, you know, I was a, um, I was a fundraiser for the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. And then from there, I was um, a college admissions counselor and then went to New York. And that's when I got into special events, working for the city of New York and planning the Brooklyn Bridge Centennial and all of that. So it's been constantly reinvention. 
Mm-hmm. And recently I just went through another reinvention and do, can I talk about a little bit about, Oh, I'd love okay. for you to do um, that, John. That's great. You know, it was when everything went kaboom in March, you know, with the pandemic, um, I had created this company that I thought was going to be a safeguard for me, regardless of what the economic situation was. None of us imagined what the pandemic would, 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 would result in, you know, and the whole thing. And all of a sudden I'm sitting there going, I have no business. Nothing is happening. Um, you know, I was on like episode 16 of Grey's Anatomy. I did get through <laughs> about 18 episodes of Grey's Anatomy in the first three months. Um, and I thought, well, maybe this is the sign. I'm, I'm one who believes the universe takes care of you. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe this is a sign that it's time to retire. I mean, the industry has been wonderful to me financially secure, you know, debt was fine. And I thought, well, maybe this is the clear sign. It's time to retire, turn off meeting jobs um, and to basically move on and become maybe a country club wife or something like that. So what ended up was I had been in conversation with Todd Toronto at Cadre about other issues, about reinventing again, the job board for the umpteenth time. And we started discussion. The next thing I know, the discussion led to Cadre buying meeting jobs, purchasing it, and then bringing me on for many years to continue meeting jobs and also help put Cadre on the map. And it has been an unbelievable reinvention for me. I mean, my company is being taken care of by a great team of people. But all of a sudden, I have been reinventing myself in a marketing role, um, assisting them with the the compliant temporary business, and also working with a team of great people of multi-generations. And I have to tell you, I wake up in the morning and I love going to work. I love it, Don. You know what? There's so many things here that you said that I absolutely adore. The one, the first one was in the very beginning, as you started talking, you said, if you haven't reinvented yourself, you should. And I love that because that is a conscious connection to what you want. That's taking control of your life. Love yeah, that. You can't get stuck. No, you can't. And a lot of people are right now. So I loved that. The other one is that when you say reinvention and you're telling your story right now, to me, I hear in your energy, re-energize, right? You are so on fire right now. You're energized, you're excited, you're creative. The work that you're putting out with meeting jobs and cadre is incredible. And so I am really, really excited for you. But I do want to ask you, when anyone does a reinvention, there's often two sides of it, right? There are some challenges and then there are successes. Can you think of any you know, challenges during it or the success side, whichever you prefer? Well, I mean, just in the, in the, um, in the recent situation with, with reinventing myself with cadre, um, all of a sudden, here I am, a baby boomer learning new technology, which is always a challenge because baby boomers traditionally learn technology through crisis. Mm-hmm. Teach me what I need to know to get through this crisis. Don't teach me anything else. And so I'm learning all new technology. In fact, 
when I had my vaccination, somebody said, did you have any side effects? And I said, I had a mild headache, but I don't know if that was learning MailChimp or if that was from the vaccination. (laughs) Also, I'll tell you the other challenge, which has turned out to be a success was I was in a vacuum at meeting jobs. I mean, I had great people working with me as independent contractors, but I never had to work through consensus. And all of a sudden I'm working with a team of people at Cadre and it's not just me making the decision and then moving on. I, I, I had to work through a consensus environment mm-hmm. and that was at first, like, it wasn't a challenge. It was just an eye opener that, wow, this is a different style of working, mm-hmm. but the it's, success, yeah. um, I would say the success is bringing in my network of people and reinventing cadre and getting the word out there and saying, you know, we started, as you know, the cadre talk series, which you were one of our most excellent speakers. Um, But the cadre talk was a mechanism to educate people on different topics in our industry Mm -hmm. through a conversation, but it also was a mechanism to market cadre to become more familiar and more common name. So those were some of the successes that we have, that I feel that I have gone through because it was something new for me. Well, I definitely see those successes as well. That happens a lot, right? Where we don't always see the back end. We don't see the challenges that we feel maybe emotionally or, or what we have to go through intellectually, whatever. But we see the outside world sees the successes. And I will tell you firsthand being involved with Country Talk that yes, you are working with some incredible people there and what you put on Uh, just, I had mentioned this, I think I did a post on it. You guys are total pros, like from the beginning to the end, the whole process, you have it down. This is what I would say, go to people should look to as a process that really works. So the important part here, it was a team effort. It was like a complete team effort. Mm -hmm. Um, the, Other thing, you know, when you talk about reinvention, I think every reinvention not only showed me more of what I wanted to do, but it also proved to me what I didn't want to do. Mm. And I think that's so important that you realize you you have to make decisions based on, I always call it what floats your boat. Um, You know, what are you passionate about and how do you monetize it? You know, so instead of jumping from one frying pan to another frying pan, really systematically look at what makes you happy and then see what you can do to make that as part of your living. And, you know, and we we may talk about generations later, but this is what generation Z is doing now. Mm -hmm. You know, they are, they are branding themselves in individual movement of, I am the product And this is my career and what's the next career move. And that's what, uh, you know, that's what I think people should do when they reinvent. I clearly did not want to be a dishwasher. Mm -hmm. I mean, even back in there, but when I was in high school, I planned my senior prom. I loved planning events. So all of a sudden I saw a career move when I look back on it, even back into high school. You know, that's fantastic because I talk a lot about making sure that you follow your passion, your purpose, all of that, but it is really great 
to hear someone who is an expert in helping people find job opportunities and career management say the same thing. That is amazing. And you know what? While we have this expertise here, do you mind if I ask you a couple of tips for our listeners who might be going through job transition right now? Sure. Awesome. So, all right. Are people hiring full-time or more project workers? Is there a current trend right now? The trend I'm seeing, and again, this is partially trend, partially I'm making this up. I'm being honest with you because the hiring is just starting back. Mm -hmm. It's just starting back. The people who kept their jobs, I honestly feel they kept their jobs through innovation. They solved a problem last March when everything went kaboom. Um, And so those that lost their jobs, and again, it wasn't because they weren't innovative, they didn't do their job well. But now where the trend I'm seeing is that hiring officials are looking for people who can tell their story about how they solved problems Mm. during the pandemic. They're looking for more strategic. They're looking for somebody who said, they're asking questions like, how did you renegotiate your contracts? What successes were in the renegotiation of contracts? How did you, um, how did you learn more about hybrid meetings? How did you learn more about virtual meetings? What do you know about this? Did you go back to learn about pandemic training for on-site meetings? They're looking to see how you improved yourself. Now, what we are seeing, though, is that hiring officials aren't financially able just yet to bring on full-time staff. And so what they're doing is bringing on project workers and temporary staff. And this has always been a trend during any recession that you could see um, they would bring on project workers. And then as budgets increase and events increase, then they bring on full-time staff But if a recession starts hitting, they lay off full-time worker, go to project workers, and it's it's just a bell curve. But that's what we're seeing. So when will they start hiring permanent people? It's starting now. And but my crystal ball is saying it's really not going to be full-time work for at least six months, Mm -hmm. but they're hiring project workers. So this is interesting because for those of you who are out there looking for work right now, I've heard that some of you are are avoiding some of the project work because you really want that that stability of full-time work. But it sounds to me what Donna's saying, take the project work. Not only will you get some experience, but you would be someone that they look to as their budgets increase. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, and again, this is... It depends on what your work ethic is and what you want to do. But if if you get a good project work position, you know, take it on, you know, get that experience, get your foot back in the door. Things are different now and you've got to realize things are different now. Mm -hmm. So you may have a new learning curve that you didn't have before. The days, I honestly believe the days of the meeting planner with a coffee counter and, you know, the coffee cup counter and counting the chairs and the tables, those are going to be less important than the person who is strategic, who is innovative, who is a problem solver, who is a producer bringing in all the mechanisms. I mean, another important aspect 
is this meeting producer is going to look at a meeting and say, what is the best mechanism of, of producing this meeting? Is it a podcast? Is it a virtual a Zoom meeting? Is it a training meeting? Is it a face-to-face? Is it a hybrid? Because that is going to be the strategic role of the meeting producer. Mm. Um, and then they're going to go to the on-site people. I really feel those are going to be the minor roles. And a lot of people have fought me on this. A lot of people have said, and I think that's more out of fear because that's been the skill set of so many people in our industry. I agree with you. And I absolutely think people need to pick out these two things, the strategy and solving problems. You mentioned it a couple of times in, in the interview process. How can you let people know how you have solved problems as a way to get in the door? But also that's an ongoing thing. If you can establish that you have the strategy behind it, the way of thinking through the problems to solution, that's going to, to be marketable forevermore, I think. And, and always, I've always said to people when they go out in interviews, you've got to find out what fire they want you to put out. Mm-hmm. So, and, and using fire as the theme, I mean, they need to know, you know, what, what is the solution that you can offer? Because the, when they're hiring somebody, they're going to look at you as we have this situation. Can this person solve the problem with this situation? Right. And, and that's like a bag of tricks, right? Yeah. And so the situation now is how do we conduct meetings safely? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we produce a hybrid model? How do we how do we work with sponsors and getting in that sponsorship dollars that we always had? What is the new look of trade shows? You know, so this is what hiring officials are going to be looking for. Again, reinvention. Love that. So, so we've covered what the hiring officials are looking for. What are the candidates looking for as they're choosing their next career? Oh my God. Well, you, you, you brought it up that candidates are, uh, there are a lot of people who don't want to go back to work right now because there, there is various aspects. In fact, I, I just read a, an article in North star and I think it was meetings convention that 58% of the people um, said that if they were required to go back to the office full-time, they would look for a new job. Yeah. So the one thing is people are looking for more flexibility. Um, prior to the pandemic, I would say 90% of the hiring officials that I dealt with wanted somebody in the office because they said they didn't think the person could work out well remotely. Mm-hmm. Now it has been proven. You not only... Is it successful to work remotely? People are more productive. They're happier because they have more flexibility. They're getting more family time and they're producing the work and companies are saving money from office space. Mm -hmm. So as people come back to work, or candidates are asking for that flexibility. They're asking for that, um, I will only be in the office two days a week or I'll only be in the office three days a month. You know, and hiring officials then are realizing that that face to face is more important when they're all in the office, because that is still important. They still need to have that face to face to have creative ideas, to have a staff have a, a just a camaraderie. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm finding that higher, that candidates are asking for that. Candidates are asking for um, loyalty. Yeah, they're asking for. Um, they want to make sure that they will be able to go back to a job. And again, nobody could even imagine what last March of 2020 brought us. But that is one of the fear. In fact, um, there was a study I saw that Generation Z, which is like, that's that's the generation that's coming in right now. They were born between 1997 and 2009. They... Um, they're more career oriented because they saw the fear of losing jobs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're also more inclusive. Yeah. So this is the other thing that I think that inclusivity is, is really key here too, but baby boomers, again, baby boomers want stability generation X, you know, they're looking for more flexibility with work time. Mm-hmm. They were that generation, and I'm seeing that when I'm talking to candidates. I can almost, I can almost guess what their age is by what they're asking for when I ask them what's important to them in their next job. Mm. And um, Generation X always wanted more flexibility with work time, which baby boomers didn't understand because they were workaholics. Right. And 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 you know, and they were almost envious of the Generation X, and then millennials. They just want to text. Um, that's all they want to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, so that is the general thing. But when they're looking for a job, they want it. They want security. Everybody wants security right now. Oh, sure. Because, you know, with all of the uncertainty in the world, we want the opposite of that uncertainty. We want some stability in our lives. And I have heard too, I love how you're talking about the generations and what you pick up on just in the conversation. Even if you don't have them on a video, you haven't seen anything. You don't know what their resume, like you could tell just by the answers to their questions. Oh, I can, I can just tell when I, when I speak yeah. to them, what generation they're from. And then we've got the new one coming up will be interesting with the alpha generation, which is those born 2010 and after. After, um, because their their main memory at ten years old is a pandemic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, interesting to to find out. I have three Gen Zs because my twins were born eighteen months after my oldest. So three three of them are headed out into the workforce right now. And I have heard this and I am waiting to see what they're based upon their decisions, what they do. But that there is that element, and you alluded to it too that the Gen Z generation has a similarity to the baby boomers with the security because like the boomers, a lot of their decisions came from the difficulties of, you know, the, the, what they experienced growing up with wars and all that. Now Gen Z, it's like they live in this world wartime with all of the chaos that has been in, in them growing all the change that they've experienced. And so there's some similarities. And the Gen Z also, um, if you had to say, what is the biggest dilemma of that in of that generation? It's student debt. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's really important to them, uh, and that brings up in, in companies in recruiting for Gen Z mm-hmm. is offering tuition assistance, offering tuition reimbursement programs, um, paying off student debts. I mean, one of the very successful companies that I work with they their benefits package is paying off 20% of their 
their student debt in the first five years. Oh, that's awesome. So that's where anybody who's hiring will want to look at the different generations and what they need Mm -hmm. and try to, to develop it, develop a package that will bring them in. That is really, really smart. Now, like what are some of the, I keep getting asked questions about skill sets. So I want to just kind of refer that back to you. So what are the skill sets that are, that are needed or that people are thinking about out there? Technology is always there. And technology now includes hybrid meetings and knowledge of, of, you know, of the the zoom type meetings, you know, the, the, the video and all that. So technology and hybrid, Mm -hmm. that is, that is the number one and virtual meetings. I mean, there are three jobs just posted on our job board. Each and every one of them was a virtual meetings position Mm -hmm. and not that the candidate was virtual, but the the responsibility was developing virtual meetings. Mm-hmm. So if you are not, and I've had candidates who told who have told me I want a job, but I really don't know that much about virtual meetings. I'm like, then you better get out there and learn it. Right. right. Um, so virtual is very, very key. Contract negotiation, mm. um, being up on contract negotiation on force majeure clauses, they have gone all over the place now. I mean, the contracts are different. And so that is the other one. And then the third one is conducting safe face-to-face meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the pandemic protocol on site? They're looking, our industry for the first time, and I don't want to say there's a good point of the pandemic, but all of a sudden people were looking at people in our industry and saying, what do we do? Mm-hmm. How do we get out of this contract? How do we reschedule it? How do we make sure people are safe at meetings? How do we um, handle travel? How do we handle our vaccination issues? You know, so all of a sudden we are now, we now have a seat at that table. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be prepared to be able to be, to deserve that seat at the table. You know what is striking me as you're talking about this? So, so right on track. I totally agree with you. Um, but as you're saying specific skill sets, they're transferable. I mean, we're talking about them right now in the meetings industry, but all of those things are going to be, all of those skills are going to be required in any industry, right? Oh, now. yeah. I mean, we just went and bought a new car, and the pandemic protocol at the car lot was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That just didn't happen. Somebody who was logistically minded planned that out. Yeah. yeah. And we are logistics people. We are, th- that's ingrained in our brain. Mm. Love that. Okay. So if people are looking right now, where's the the right, or they're looking for people to hire, where's the right place to recruit? Oh man. To recruit or to find a job. Hey, how about an answer to both of those? They're both valid questions. (laughs) So where I think people are, okay. I'm going to first say meeting jobs. Obviously, if you're looking for a great candidate, you've got to go to meeting jobs. I mean, that's the, that's the given, but the other sites, I would say the other sites are LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. is probably after meeting jobs, <laughs> the number one location where people are looking. Yeah. Um, LinkedIn for the candidate looking or for the hiring official searching mm-hmm. is, a, is a good source. 
Um, it, it's a general source though. That's the thing about it. It's very general. So that's why coming into the niche job boards like meeting jobs or going to PCMA's job board or going to MPI's job board is also very key because niche industries are very important. Hiring officials tend to like a niche job board or a niche search thing because they're not going to get that chemical engineer applying for that meeting producer position. Right, right. It, it so, makes their jobs easier and meeting jobs is amazing. So why wouldn't you go there if you wanted a job in the industry? Right. But LinkedIn is key. If you don't have a good LinkedIn profile, in fact, we're going to be having a cadre talk coming up on when is it? It's going to be on June 3rd, basically talking about how to it, how make your LinkedIn profile much better for job search. Ooh, and, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be a good program. And but LinkedIn is the, you have to have a good good solid program at LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Now for the hiring official, um, they also have to make sure that they have a good LinkedIn profile of their company mm-hmm. because candidate will go to LinkedIn to find out more about the company. They'll also go to a site called um, I think it's called Ladders where employees have rated companies. So again, we're, we're dealing with a generation now that is being careful about where they go. So you also, as a hiring official, wanna make sure that you have a good reputation out there, that you have treated employees well, mm-hmm. so that you can, you can get the best talent. Oh, that is a really good point that I don't think is often brought up in interviews. I'm glad that you brought that up here. But for candidates, be be prepared that when you send your resume out, and again, when you upload your resume, resume send out is the old fashioned way in the mail. But when you upload your resume, realize that the hiring official, one of the first things they'll do is go to your LinkedIn profile to see what you're all about. Mm -hmm. And so make it easy for them on your resume, create a hyperlink to your LinkedIn profile, make it easy for them. Uh, You know, that's the key. Anytime that you can make like as a speaker, I love to make it easy for planners to work with me, like thinking ahead, what would they need? So it's the same thing right here, right? Just think ahead, put yourself in their shoes. You know, I am certain that there are listeners here that are dying to get some information from you on how they can talk to you, how they can find you, how they can get a hold of meeting jobs. What about the cadre talks? Can you give them some information, please? Sure. You can reach me at dawn at meetingjobs.com. It's D-A-W-N at M-E-E-T-I-N-G-J-O-B-S.com. And then cadre, if you want, what we're urging people to do right now for project work and for just on-site temporary work, um, we're always looking for people to go on-site as trip directors or on-site event people. The website there is hirecadre, H-I-R-E-C-A-D-R-E.com. And then meeting jobs is M-E-E-T-I-N-G-J-O-B-S.com. You know what? I'm going to make sure to put all of these links in the show notes for everyone. Okay, thank you. Yeah, of course. This is so helpful. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just thinking because we could go on for another hour. But one, (laughs) you asked for advice. And the one thing on resumes, and I, I could go on and on about resumes. 
but make sure you design your resume for each job that you're applying to and use keywords that can get through applicant tracking systems. Mm-hmm. And the keywords are so important. For example, if somebody's looking for a conference manager and your, your resume says meeting planner, meeting and conference are the same thing in our industry. We know that, but the computer doesn't. Mm-hmm. So change your resume around to put those keywords of conference in. And so that the applicant tracking system will pick it up and realize that we're dealing with computers now. We're dealing with, before it gets to a real person, we're dealing with a technology that doesn't understand our industry as well. You know, that's really good advice, which leads me to my often um, devil's advocate is that, yes, we need to do the resume thing, but it's really about the relationship. So connecting with you, connecting with others on LinkedIn, checking to see if you're interested in a job, who you know, who works there, um, getting involved in groups uh, that where you can brainstorm options and network with each other at a whole other level is also really, really good. I have always been a proponent also of informational interviews Mm. and Many times, if you're trying to find a job and you go to somebody with your resume and they and you want to say, can I schedule 15 minutes with you? If they're not hiring, they feel they don't want to see you because they can't give you what you're looking for. But if you go to somebody and you say, I want to learn more about what you do. Hmm. I hear you're an expert in your field. Do you have 15 minutes that we could have a conversation First of all, their chest will just puff out yeah. and they'll, they'll feel very excited that you've recognized them as an expert, but they'll give you that time. And when that job comes along, they may remember you. Mm-hmm. So an informational interview, it is still key. And now you can do it on, you can do it on a, you know, a visual platform. So mm-hmm. go for that. I love that. That's really, really good advice, Don. And you know, you, you're right. You and I certainly could and have had long conversations. But what we will do right now is I'm just going to encourage all of our listeners to connect with you, to check out meeting jobs, to listen to the cadre talks, to take your advice because it is so valuable. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners today? Yes, we're reinventing ourselves. Realize that, recognize that. And you may never have the opportunity again to be in a point where our entire industry is in reinvention mode. Um, Be part of it because how exciting is that? Yeah, it is exciting. Thank you, Don. You're amazing. And I appreciate you tremendously. Listeners, if you have loved the show as much as I have, make sure to share it with a friend. And each of you have a beautiful day. Bye.